0: Welcome to the St. Michael Fall podcast series. My name is Tim Smith and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this fall is building our future. This is a unique time in the history of St. Michael. God is calling us to take courageous steps forward. Together we will build a future where the Kingdom of God can be seen and known in new ways. As the Psalmist says, send out your light and your truth that they may lead me. And bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. A reading from Nehemiah chapter 12, verses 27 to 31 and 43. At the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, the Levites were sought out from where they lived and were brought to Jerusalem to celebrate joyfully the dedication with songs of thanksgiving and with music of cymbals, harps, and lyres. The musicians were also brought together from the region around Jerusalem, from the villages of the Netophetites, from Beth Gilgal, and from the area of Geba and Asmavet. For the musicians had built villages for themselves around Jerusalem. When the priests and the Levites had purified themselves ceremonially, they purified the people, the gates, and the wall. I had the leaders of Judah go up on top of the wall I also assigned two large choirs to give thanks. The choir sang under the direction of Jezrahiah, And on that day, they offered great sacrifices, rejoicing because God had given them great joy. The women and children also rejoiced. And the sound of rejoicing in Jerusalem could be heard far away. Here ends the reading. The city of Berlin, Germany, will forever be known for its wall. When it was still standing, you could walk up and down in front of the wall and see shrines dedicated to those who were killed trying to escape from the oppression of the East to the freedom of the West. The Berlin Wall became known as a wall that divided. But in our scripture today, Jerusalem's wall was one that united. The people of Jerusalem and the surrounding villages gathered to unite in one voice and one spirit under God to dedicate the rebuilt wall around Jerusalem. Our scripture today teaches us much about worship. Worship is an extremely important part of life. What most people don't understand is that everybody worships something. Worship is that which You hold most closely in the deepest recesses of your heart, and to which you give yourself more than anything else. Worship has an impact, because what you worship, you become. And that eventually touches every area of your life. You see, that's why worship is so important, because ultimately, our entire life is our worship of God. So what is worship? Worship, first and foremost, is giving thanks to God. The simplest form of worship is just saying, thank you. This is why the very first act of any worship service is to praise God and to give thanks. The people of Israel had much to give thanks for. God had used a Persian king to allow the Israelites to return from captivity. He provided safe journey back to Israel. He gave them both the strength and the fortitude to rebuild the wall. He protected them from the opposition that arose against rebuilding the wall. And finally, God enabled the rebuilding of Jerusalem and the temple itself. And so the people of Israel came together to remember all that God had done in their lives and all that he was continuing to do as well. Max Lucado tells the story of living in Brazil One day, as he was walking along the street on his way to the university to teach a class, he felt a tug on his pants leg. Turning around, he saw a little boy about six years old with dark eyes and a dirty little face. The little boy looked up at him and said, Bread, sir. He was a little beggar boy, and Lucado said, You know, there are always little beggar boys in the streets of Brazil. Usually I turn away from them because there are so many and you can't feed them all but there was just something so compelling about this little boy that I couldn't turn away from him. And so taking his hands, Max told the boy, come with me. He took him into the coffee shop and Max told the owner, I'll have a cup of coffee, give the boy a pastry, whatever he wants. Since the coffee counter was at the other end of the store, Max walked on to get his cup of coffee, thinking that the boy would get his bread and then run back out into the street and disappear as most did. But this little boy didn't. After he got his pastry, he went over to Max and just stood there until Lucado felt his eyes staring. Max turned and looked at him. This little boy stood up and his eyes barely hit Max's belt buckle. And then slowly his eyes came up until they met his. The little boy, holding his pastry in one hand, simply said, thank you, sir, thank you very much. And Max Licata writes, I was so touched by this boy's thanks that I would have bought him the entire store. I sat there for another 30 minutes late for my class, just thinking about a little beggar boy who came back and said, thank you. And that is why we come to worship we come back to god giving thanks for all that he has done and all that he is continuing to do in our lives what do you need to give thanks for today worship is also an act of dedication to dedicate means to set apart in the ancient world every city was dedicated to some god whether it be apollo or venus or some other god Whenever you approached a city, there was always a greeting with a monument or a statue to that God, proclaiming for everyone to see who owned this city. If you were Jewish, you were forbidden to make a statue of God, so you would dedicate a city to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. What that meant was that everything within the walls was dedicated to God. Every home in the city was dedicated to God. Every family was dedicated to God. Every person was dedicated to God. Every business within the walls was dedicated to God. It meant that every area of your life and every part of your day was dedicated to God. Too often it seems we limit our worship to just one hour a week. We compartmentalize the different areas of our lives into the secular and the sacred. As a result, we intentionally or unintentionally keep several areas outside of our worship of God. But a dedicated life becomes a holy life that's set apart for God. And if my life is dedicated to the Lord, then my marriage is dedicated to God. If my life is dedicated to the Lord, then my work belongs to God. If my life is dedicated to the Lord, then my family is dedicated to God. If my life is dedicated to the Lord, then my finances are dedicated to God. When you dedicate everything you are and everything you have to God, your life really becomes your worship of God. For years, Gordon MacDonald rode the same city bus daily from his home to his church in New York City. One day, the bus driver complained to McDonald, you've got it a lot better than me. You have an interesting job and you travel to different places. I just drive this bus up and down the same streets every day. McDonald told the bus driver that his job could be a Christian ministry too. Every day, he said, when you get on this bus first, before anyone else gets on, dedicate this bus to God for that day declare it to be a sanctuary for God, consecrate it to God's glory, and then act like it is a place where God dwells. Several weeks later, McDonald returned from a trip and saw the bus driver who said to him, You've transformed my life. I've been doing what you said every day, and it has made me see my job in an entirely new perspective. When we give thanks to God for what we have, we dedicate every area of our life to him, it does make all the difference, both for us and for those whose lives we touch. May it be so today and in the coming days. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. It is only by your gift that your faithful people offer you true and laudable service. Grant that we may run without stumbling to obtain your heavenly promises through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen.